My thing on St. Andrew is actually pretty good. I believe you. That doesn't mean I have to read it. <laughs> I'm going to support you, Patrick, in almost every aspect of your life. Except, except for consuming the, the content I produce without except, you. <laughs> except for the things that you really find your find your, your joy and passion in. <laughs> Those are the things I will not say. This is friendship. (laughs) This is what it is. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. And I just have a statement that I need to make before we start the episode. Last week, I made some claims about food and geography. That I, I just need to completely stand by. I take nothing back. Someone tweeted us and said that my hot takes were terrible about food. And that, quote, food is not just ingredients. Well, then what is it? Food is just ingredients. And geography has nothing to do with that. I don't care if you're from New York or Iowa. You get the same friggin' pizza. Because that's how factory farms work. The government is lying to you and birds aren't real. Welcome to the crunch. Okay. I'm glad you got that off, off your chest. Uh, I have no stake in this, right? Because even if no stake in this, get it? Because even if the <laughs> ingredients did matter, I wouldn't taste any different. It would all taste the same. <laughs> you give me the best, Ethan. This is the highest grade wheat, the the most, the choicest steer that we could find to smash into a patty. And cook, <laughs> what are you making? Oh, cook on a grill <laughs> okay. for you. We got the best milk from the finest heifer. Um, and, and we, and we gently caress the milk out of its udders and we've made it into this beautiful, wonderful cheese and we've put, we've assembled it all to, we've got the best mustard seeds in the world to make this mustard for the, we got Hunt's Heinz ketchup, the best. Hunt's Heinz ketchup. Hunt's slash, it's <laughs> Both a, of a them mixture, together. it's a 40, 60 mixture. As we all know, that's the best way to do it. You mean a 57? Please, please enjoy this, this artisanal cheeseburger and i will say <laughs> this come from mcdonald's because <laughs> uh you'll look matter. up you'll look up and you'll say eat me and i'll look down and say no <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen watchmen i just saw watchmen the other day watchmen a couple weeks ago yeah no, that's what that, that movie it. quote is from also patrick and i are, are just now we're, we're both afternoon coffee drinkers i had to wait approximately 20 minutes for him to leave the f- recording leave the phone call <laughs> go and get himself a cup of coffee and then come back yeah i'll hey, tell you i'll tell you something okay what? this is what i don't understand and maybe you can explain this to me uh-huh. i do have a degree in electrical engineering but sometimes i need help okay? <laughs> i don't know how they heat the water up so fast and how they, what do they do? Because all I hear, all I see is a machine going. <laughs> and then hot juice comes out of it. And I don't know what they're doing. Is it kind of similar to like the Keebler elves inside the tree? And they have Keurig goblins that stomp on the water really fast and heat it up. What's the, can you please tell me how that works? I think it's, I mean, regular coffee makers heat the water pretty fast too. Heating the water like isn't the problem. Okay. With a regular coffee maker, a regular coffee maker just needs to make like a ton at once. It can't just make like a cup. Mister, but Mister Coffee has been doing this for years. Yes, eons. <laughs> Keurig big, is big so, coffee. <laughs> big coffee's been doing this for a long time. Keurig is so new to the game. You'd he's think a, he's they, a young he's a young uh, a, uh, a wunderkind. He's the he's the it. Henry Ford to America's <laughs> horse industry. He's the Nikola Tesla to Thomas Edison. He's the regular Tesla now guy tesla to Uh other cars yeah he's the regular now guy tesla to the other people (laughs) you know the regular now guy tesla guy yeah you know you know the guy named tesla yeah that's who made the tesla um but how did the regular coffee machines do it uh i think they just do they burn fossil fuels in there that's gotta be what is is. that how they do it this is why everyone says hey save the planet don't drive a car Maybe it should be save the planet. D- drink cold bean juice. <laughs> you know when people are like, "Oh man, like I'm just fueled by coffee." That's what they mean because coffee. <gasps> it's is coffee's made with go gas. juice for humans. Yes. Whoa. 
Who, who came up with that metaphor before us? Nobody, probably. No one. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is completely mm-hmm. original. You heard it here first on this podcast. What kind of coffee are you drinking? I so it's actually, you know how other podcasts talk about like what alcohol they're drinking. Yeah, this is a clean boy podcast. Yeah, what we are clean. I do drink on occasion, but not often. Mm-mm. I I will say this Never coffee. That. This coffee that I'm drinking right now was a gift. Oh, my teammate. All coffee is a gift. That's wow. <laughs> Don't sorry. <laughs> no talkie till I drink my coffee. Um, the my teammate brianna is from san antonio and there's this specific blend that i really like from san antonio that you can only get down in texas and so Mm. she just went to get some more for me which was very nice for i didn't ask her to do it and she just picked up picked up another bag that's really nice um it's my my special occasion coffee and i busted it out today because i uh I needed a little pick me up because I knew I was going to be yeah, talking. Yeah. talking yeah. To you know, you so. know, you know, Folgers. I love yeah. Folgers. <laughs> it's it's, it's so good. <laughs> I found this. I found this. This Folgers this thing decaf called... makes me go off in a <laughs> in a way that I cannot describe. <laughs> I found Folgers Noir. Have you seen that in the grocery store? What do you? It's, it's Folgers, Folgers but like in black and dark. White? It's okay. like dark blend. It's uh-huh. and I I I like really dark coffee and so. Sometimes on like it's a Folgers morning. that comes up to an office and peers through the blinds, <laughs> and it Folgers in. that sits at a desk with a fedora like tipped down and goes and spins she around. Had, she it's had she had legs that went all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Like the noir detective. You yeah. got a scoop for me. I need. <laughs> Ace. I I need a scoop Dick, to, Dick so because I'm because is. I'm coffee no, and you need to yeah. scoop me into a coffee maker. Get it? Scoop neo noir Folgers <laughs> noir. Thank like you that one much. movie. Who framed like Roger that, Rabbit? Like that one movie. The Maltese Folgers? Yeah, what? <laughs> like the Maltese Falcon? No, no. Okay, didn't get it. All right. Um, yeah. So we we just we just have regular uh, we just have regular Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Oh yeah, in my place of work. This is a really riveting podcast. It is. No, I was I was I, I was going <laughs> to tell you something else. So speaking okay. of liquids, I was yeah. just in uh, Bourbon Country. Oh wow. Do you know Do you know where that is? Kentucky. The other K state, which is amazing. I yeah. went to Kentucky for a good friend of the podcast, Patrick Tolls, his uh, XFL draft party. Mm. You remember I told you about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't get drafted, Aww. which uh, is kind of unfortunate. So we had less of a draft celebration and more of a hangout weekend. <laughs> and I got to meet his family. Shout out the Tolls family. They asked me specifically to shout them out. And I wasn't going to, but then I remembered the fact that they housed me and fed me for several days and i was yeah. like well that would that would be the right thing to do so if you have a draft party and you don't get drafted you just turn it into a draft party and have a lot of alcohol whoa we went to the horse races oh yeah i saw that on your story i <laughs> to me <laughs> let me tell you how this went for me okay first of all the fact that when a horse breaks his legs he gets shot <laughs> that is a never-ending stream of comedy for me because I just kept finding new ways to work that in the conversation. And it was so funny to me every single time. Can't believe none of these horses have gotten shot yet. <laughs> Disappointing. I did post on my story that I wish more horses got shot. So what? Here, let me tell you what happened, right? I brought, <laughs> I brought a certain amount of money to this event, okay? Willing, yeah. willing to lose it. I lost all of it. Okay. <laughs> I, I only won one time. And it was when I had lost all of my money except for one dollar. Okay, uh-huh. and this is my last dollar of the day. And I this is race eight out of ten. And so I say, if I don't win on this, I'm done for the day, because I wasn't going to go to the ATM because that's just bad gambling practice. Yeah. And so I I put my dollar in to the betting machine, and there's very complicated machines, lots of buttons and lights and options and levers. And I. I have I put all of my money in on one horse to win, and it says, okay, which horse out of these 10 horses do you want to win? And I go by name, okay? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any. And I picked the one, I picked the one with the best name and the longest odds. So I selected Tough <laughs> Irma. Okay. Tough Irma? Tough Irma. 20 to 1 odds to win this race. <laughs> yeah. So okay. the payout would have been 20 bucks. Easy money. So I go back and I sit down, and there's about a 30-minute interval between each race. So I'm sitting there. I'm nervous. I'm like, man, I really hope Tough Irma pulls this one out. I'm telling everybody, you guys better put money in on Tough Irma. This is going to be it. This is the race. But I knew that the horse was long odds. I knew that she might not pull it out, you know? Yeah. 
so I'm I'm kind of just kind of half-heartedly like, yeah, bet on tough Irma. It'll, it'll be good. We sit down at the race, okay? Gun goes off. Well, it's more of like bells. Bells go off. <laughs> tough, tough Irma is out of the I gate. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> tough Irma is out of the gate right away, okay? Yeah. This is on the grass track inside of the dirt track, so it's a bit of a shorter race, a bit more exciting. So she's out of the gate right away, and I'm like, oh, there's – okay, I'm, I don't want to get too excited because I know that all the time on the last leg of horse races, one horse will pull up and get in front of all the other horses, you know? Every movie has showed Every us. movie, every time you Racing watch it on stripes, TV. Racing Bojack, Horseman. Yeah, the only two horse <laughs> media that you could the think of. The only two horse media. Seabiscuit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Black Stallion. No, Black, Black Beauty. Black Stallion. Uh, John Wick 3. Um, <laughs> so – Black Swan. I, I'm just convinced that another horse is going to pull in front of Tough Irma. But we round the last corner, and Tough Irma starts pulling away from yes. the crowd. Yes. And I am losing my <laughs> mind. I'm standing up, and I'm yelling, go, 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 Tough Irma, you got it. And then she crosses the finish line first, and I am like, yes! And I'm high-fiving everybody around me. And literally the probably two-thirds of this – racetrack there's probably about, uh, over a thousand couple thousand people there right they're looking at me because this was a, a very boring race compared to the one that was before it and one that was after it <laughs> and everyone is like who what happened to this guy i'm people thought that i won thousands of dollars based on my reaction somebody came up to me and said man congratulations on your win that's really exciting and i was like i won twenty dollars <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How much money did you bring to the racetrack? You don't have to say if you don't want to, but uh, eighty. Okay, so you did not make your money back. No, 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 no. <laughs> and so we were with a priest uh, who was there for the weekend, who said mass for us and everything, which was amazing. Um, but he said after the fact, he said, "Ethan, that was one of the greatest celebrations I've ever seen." I was like, "Oh yeah," I was kind of excited. He goes, "I I can't believe you said what you said." I'm like, "What did I say? I don't really." I was kind of caught up in the ecstasy of the moment. I sort of forgot what I said. And he said, "Ethan." You yelled out loud, I'm going to go home to my wife and have a baby. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, you did it. I guess I guess that is something that I said. And he said, yep. Very interesting young man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a priestly thing to say. <laughs> He's a Jesuit, too. He's a great Jesuit. Oh, man. A wonderful man. Over $20. Over $20 that I then Imagine lost. explaining that to your kid. <laughs> Where did I come from? Well, it all started with well, Tough Irma. Well, it all started with Tough Irma. <laughs> you name your kid Irma. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Dad, why do you always put the number four on me? Why do I always have to run around the house wearing the number four? I'll tell you. So when you're explain older. this to me about racetracks. Mm -hmm. Why? What stops you from putting a dollar down on every horse? Nothing. Oh, it's just that uh, you you can do that, but the odds will always work out in the in the favor of the of the track. Yeah. So if you just bet the odds of like what's what horse has the best odds to win, you'll maybe win like. 50 cents on a dollar bet, you know, and 25 cents on a dollar bet because the odds are so low. Uh, you might make your money back on one bet. Plus, there's a ton of different ways to bet. You can bet first place, second place, third place, which is win, place, and show. You can bet just for a horse to make second place. You can bet on the horses that are going to make first and second in various orders, first, second, and third. They're called exactas and trifectas and superfectas. There's all sorts of ways wow. to do it and there's much more interesting ways to bet than just like oh this horse is going to get first and this horse is going to get second but they'll take your money they'll yeah. you can bet on it you can make 10 bets on one race you know um and usually you'll lose <laughs> at least in my experience blow all the money at the mm -hmm. racetracks so that's what i learned that's such an interesting week. I, yeah. I got to start doing more interesting things for the podcast. Yeah, you got to be, you got to, first of all, first step, be a focus missionary. Second step, Fair have, <laughs> have friends who uh, almost get drafted to play professional football. Yeah. Third step, make sure they're from Kentucky. And <laughs> you got it. You're in the cut. There you go. Uh, the only, the one, one exciting thing I did this week was it was mine and Phoebe's second anniversary. Aw. Yeah, that was fun. You know that, have you ever seen a lock bridge? Lock like a jaw? bridge. That's just what I call them. You know bridges that have, like, locks on them? No, you've never seen that? Sometimes 
No. Some some bridges have like gates on them, and couples will take locks and they'll like oh. write their initials on them and put. Yeah, I so thought we, you meant that the bridge in, was locked up, like you couldn't get onto it. And I'm like, yeah, That's a terrible so we like bridge. snuck onto a bridge, and then we like got arrested, and that was our anniversary date. It was fun. Nice. Um, no, no, no. So we 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 did that. We went to this uh, this conservatory in downtown Pittsburgh, and there was like one of those bridges nearby, and so uh-huh. and afterwards she was like, "I have always wanted to do that," <laughs> and I was like, "I didn't know. I didn't know that you always wanted to do that." She like she she told me that her and her friend um, thought about when they were young, like maybe like fifth grade thought about doing it themselves like with uh-huh. each other going yeah. and putting a lock on a bridge but they that's never cute. did it so anyway, that's what i did this week nice that's still good i mean you did that with a lady yeah but i didn't i didn't win 20 dollars on tough irma i if i would have i could have i don't have a kid now yeah yeah <laughs> what your loss your loss i don't even have a wife you have a yet wife, apparently ethan's dating corner should we do that dr ethan's dating corner right now patrick right let now me, let me help you get a wife You know what I do have? What do you have? <laughs> hot takes. Hot take time machine. Welcome. No, I know. <laughs> hot take time machine. It's the segment that we do every week. About Welcome our, to hot take about time our old social media posts. Welcome. Welcome. To hot, hot take, take time, time machine. machine. Hot Take Time Machine <laughs> is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting. If you have a hot take five years or older, DM it to at the Crunchcast on Twitter or Instagram or email us info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, take us take us away. I would, I would love to. So this this tweet I, I want to use as a launching point for a greater conversation because I think there's okay. a, a lot to be said here. And there's a lot that I have been feeling sort of in my emotions lately. Gotcha. That I oh, this is gonna be good. I think I hope it'll be good. It's hard to hard to know with this podcast sometimes. Um, this is from myself, September twenty fifth, two thousand and fourteen. I had just started school. This was at nine twenty nine a.m. Presumably right before a nine thirty class. Are you ready? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The hardest part about college is coming to terms with the fact that I physically cannot learn the names of every cute girl that walks by. (laughs) Frowny face. 12 likes. Woof. My mom liked it. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Yep. (laughs) Man, hot take time machines can be from college now. They can. That's really weird. My first year of college, which is when really the most cringy stuff happens. But I I say this for a reason, okay? Yes, I was a thirst machine back in the day. (laughs) Nothing's going to change that. That's nothing. We've talked about it before. That's why they called me Coke Freestyle Ethan. I was a (laughs) thirst machine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So here's what I want to say, okay? When I was back in the day, right, there was a, a, a certain type of girl that I really liked. And it was usually... Breathing. The, yeah, <laughs> breathing and baptized. Breathing usually, and baptized. Usually it was the kind of girl that was not interested in me at all. Wait, what was your what was your uh, trifecta? It, it was, was like... Uh, cute and catechized, baptized and breathing, and uh, pretty and practicing. I think That's I what it was. <laughs> Those were the three steps. The three steps of woman, <laughs> this, women that I love. So I have been... This is a confession also. Yeah. I have been watching a lot of TikTok compilations lately. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what does this have to do with this? Let me tell you. I'm learning slowly what a visco girl is. Yeah. And I <laughs> I think that were, were TikTok around when I was oh. this age, Yeah, I would have died. Uh-huh. <laughs> to be to be with a tick to be with a visco TikTok girl, I think I would have done heinous things yeah. in order to to date a girl like that. I don't know why, <laughs> but looking back, and obviously like now, like no, totally not. Like that's totally not me. Like obviously this is just in the past, Ethan, and like not right now, Ethan, because I'm more mature. Uh-huh. But I'm saying in the past, <laughs> that would have been your type. That would have been my type, and I think. 
you know, I, all I can do is sit back and thank God that Visco girls weren't around when I was uh, oh, yeah. five years ago. You know, man, I, I'm so I'm so happy that we have such a steady demarcation between were you in high school when Vine existed or when TikTok existed? Yeah, because that really... <laughs> I just love that. And and that, to me, is what makes you a millennial versus a Gen Z. Yes. That, <laughs> let's get rid of all of these I got other... into a fight. I got into a fight with a coworker that was two years older than me. Okay. okay. And she was like, you're not a millennial. I'm a millennial. And I'm like, homie, we are two years apart. Our lives are not that much different. No. And but two my... years down from you, huge. So different. So different because like, first of all, Instagram changed the freaking game. Like I remember when Instagram came out, I thought it was a place to put your photos when you didn't want, when I thought it was a place to upload photos, like just for funsies. No, sorry. Just for storage purposes. Not for, (laughs) you thought it was Dropbox. I thought it was Dropbox. I was like, oh, sweet. (laughs) I have a place to put all my photos. Uh And I was like, I did not know that it had a social media capacity, but now it's like the most popular app. And I was like, I didn't even realize it was the most. Yeah. I didn't even realize that my, my mic stand is like dying right you're now, having trouble son yeah i am everything's like falling apart hold on stop the podcast all I'm right podcast <laughs> paused gosh dang it what is happening something fell off we'll fix it later <laughs> <laughs> the podcast just gets deleted um but yeah i've been watching a lot of tiktok compilations too and honestly they're not that bad. Some of them are really, Some of them really are pretty funny. funny. <laughs> I, there's one that I keep watching. This, this is playing Cotton Eye Joe, and it's this kid chasing a chicken around a car. <laughs> and he goes around behind it, and he comes out the other side with the chicken raised above his head. <laughs> and they, like, bass boost the Cotton Eye Joe song right as he emerges. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I just – it's it's one of those things where I, I feel like I've missed the boat, and it's too late for me to jump on. Yeah, me too. But I feel like it's there's so that people get so creative with what they're coming up with. Yeah. And I'm like, should I do that? Is this a way for me to be creative? But then I'm like, ah, this would take up all of my time and I have I have a job. We <laughs> are know? in the sweet spot though, where if we started a TikTok, we're not grown up enough for it to be, be weird. Weird. Yeah. It but would make we a lot are of sense. we're not too young for it to be cringy. Yes. You know? I, I just I feel like I would make one. I have a, this is really funny, and then people would watch it, and they I would watch them watching it, and then they wouldn't laugh, and then I would crawl, cry, crawl into cry. a hole, and uh, say to myself over and over again, I didn't just do it for the Visco girls. I did it for me. I did it for me. I did it for me. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I. I sometimes look at TikToks and it, it, it's, it just gives you such a funny picture into like what high school looks like. Yes. Now, for instance, these kids are like on their phones in class. What the heck? Have teachers just accepted yeah, that it's, that it's not be, going away? Yeah, I think so. Good. And that so many of them are during class. Right? <laughs> like of them dancing or talking or doing whatever. I'm like, what's going on in your classroom that you just have free reign all the time? <laughs> we had worksheets. Yeah. Back in my day. Back in my had... day, five <laughs> years ago. I just, when I when I look back at like Viners when I was in, when we were in high school, right? There were so many guys and girls who were like, I only watched guys. I, no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> there were so many, I was thinking there were so many guys. I was thinking of like the guys that became, they were like Viners turned YouTubers. Nash Greer. Oh yeah, Nash Greer, right up there. Those Cody Co. You could swim in them. I never, I didn't know who Cody Co. was until uh, I started watching YouTube. Drew Gooden. Yeah, that guy's awesome. All those boys. Danny, Danny Gonzalez. Danny Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah, and just looking back at like how funny they were when they were in high school, I'm like, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that when I was in high school. But oh yeah, I think my sense of humor class. is developed enough now. That mm-hmm. I would be able to do something like that. Why do you think it is that some people are so much funnier at such a younger age? Is it because they're they're given more of a leash to go out into the world to get hurt to do stand up at age eleven? Like, what is the? I mean, I did I did stand up when I was in high school. It's like it's not it's definitely not that. I had a long leash, but I think I think mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> this is gonna sound really mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe they just had funnier people at their high school. That's true. The no, competition that's not mean at was all. different. Yeah. You know? You have to it's sort of a survival of the fittest. If if you're yeah. not if you can be the funniest guy at your school, you're not gonna just, try any harder. Just chilling. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason to to up your game. hmm As Del Close once said, I'm tired of being the funniest person in the room. 
Those were his last words. And then he died. And then he died. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think that's why college makes people so much funnier is because all of a sudden they're surrounded by people who are not yeah, only smarter than them, I, but yeah. also better looking. This is why people mm-hmm. get better looking in college, too. That's why I did it. That's, <laughs> that that's why I started exercising. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just I, at, at 240 pounds at 14 years old. I was just the hottest guy at O'Galley. I, I really I had to. There was a situation that was going on up here. I'm talking mm-hmm. with my hair. Yeah. You look back at <laughs> first semester freshman year. Lord knows what I was doing. What was going on with what that? What was going on? Had to figure that out. Thank you. I did not know how to style my hair until I was a sophomore. And yeah. then I didn't know how to style it until I was a sophomore in college. Honestly, if we're, let's just be honest for a second. I didn't get hazed super bad in my fraternity, but <laughs> the social pressure of not being a pledge all the time was enough to get me to really shape up. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't get hazed, but they'd be like, why are you acting like a pledge? And I'd be like, uh, uh, what? What? I'm sorry. I just want I to thought, be accepted. Oh, yeah, please think I'm cool. Man, that sucks. <laughs> it does. It does. But I'm a better man now because of it, because of Delta Chi fraternity. Yeah. I love hazing. Hazing and brazen. Hazing and brazen. <laughs> Chugging and slugging. <laughs> That's what we would always say. The only hazing that we had in my household was that our, our motto was Duke and Altum, which mm-hmm. means put out into the deep. And so we had this tradition we would call dropping Where you would duke. drown people. Yeah, or <laughs> duking. <laughs> we would take them outside of the dorm and, and drop them in the fountain. Oh. I say tradition. We did it twice, and it was hilarious. <laughs> That's really funny. I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I think that I work on a college campus, right? Yes. And I see college students all the time, and especially here. I'm like, man, these kids could really use some roughing up, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think a good amount of hazing really takes it over the top. <laughs> really <laughs> elevates your college experience. I'm kidding. That's a joke. I know hazing's bad. It's not. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Pat, do you have a hot take? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at my my Instagram questions. I have a couple of good ones. Uh, but we're doing hot take time machine right now. Yeah, I know. Well, I just I'm just checking so I can. Mentally you're just prepare you're myself. you're kind of planting a little Easter egg so that people who are really listening close can hear that. And know mm-hmm. what's coming. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, if you have a hot take, send it to us. Absolutely. And you, who knows? You might get it on before the end of the episode. Whoa. Um, <laughs> if you send it back in time. Comment, okay. comment now for what we should talk about next. <laughs> my, my hot take time machine. Okay. So in, I know this, I, I didn't look at the date, but I know this is when I was a freshman. A friend posted on my wall, um, timeline, wall, Nevi, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I went by my last name because it was super cool. We need to go to registration at the same time so we can see how many classes we have together. <laughs> I can bite your finger and we can hang. What? <laughs> Sorry. Rewind. What? Yeah, I wish I could I wish I could tell you. Um, no, so uh this this I, I read this and I was like, wait, what? And then I remembered when I was uh when I was in middle school, this this girl that I knew from theater we were in the same theater group at this community theater. Right before a show, we developed this uh, good luck ritual, which mm. I realize now is pagan. Oh, no. Um, where she would bite my finger for good luck. I don't know why. It was her idea. <laughs> she would bite your finger. Yeah. Dude, this girl likes you, bro. Yeah. Hey, hey, I we have a totally regular relationship. Can I yeah. bite your body? <laughs> yeah but then i asked her to homecoming and she said no freshman year and she said only if you bite me <laughs> <laughs> and then twilight was really popular yeah <laughs> and then no no then she decided to go instead with a senior Ooh. and then oh no sorry she was gonna go with this other guy and then she told me that she wasn't going with him and i was like okay then do you want to go with me and then she's like no no no. i decided to go with someone else who wow was and i was like yikes um so she was so yeah. really out here taking like tooth samples to see who had the best incisors. You know? <laughs> That's what it was. She was like, I, she's like, I want to be a dentist when I grow up and I just cannot live with the shame of a husband with weak teeth. I know. And I have, I have weak teeth. I'll say it right now. Yeah. Just I really, I'm the only person in my family's never, I'm such a, a unique girl. Like I really love canines. Like, yeah, a lot of people love dogs. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> Incisor, I hardly know her. Whoa! <laughs> Incisor, darn near killed her. <laughs> Classic. Oh, real, right. real Abbott and Costello stuff, huh? Yeah, real good, real good, real high quality memes. Um, 
Okay, that's my only hot take time machine. Oh, wait, <laughs> no, no, no. We have another one from, we from do. At, at the Say Raj. I think this is her second appearance on this podcast. I'm not sure. Because I think she, oh, no. she did slide in once on tweets that made me sad. Maybe that was Oh, okay. But okay, so. Potential. Um, Sarah posted this. Shout out Sarah posted this on Twitter with a caption, how did no one assassinate her eight years ago <laughs> on October 17, 2011? She posted, you date someone, so you hope they stay the same. You don't date someone hoping you can make them change. Find the guy that meets your checklist and be happy with him. Don't find a toad and kiss him, because chances are he won't turn into a prince. Now, your prince may not come with a crown on his head and a smolder on his face, winky face, what? but he'll be your prince of a guy, smiley face, less than three. What happens if the guy I'm dating is prince? <laughs> what happens if the guy that I'm dating is legitimately a frog? What if, I, what if I'm dating a frog? What if this Nigerian um, prince just emailed me? <laughs> Not only does he need my money, but he also thinks I'm really cute. He also thinks I'm real cute. He um, also thinks I have a nice smile. I think, yes, you should have been assassinated, but but <laughs> it's understandable that you didn't. I think it's really interesting. This is kind of sliding into Dr. Ethan's dating corner territory a little bit. But yeah. You should hope that someone changes. Oh, yeah. In absolutely. a relationship. Yeah. Because especially... This is why high school relationships don't really work out. And college relationships are tough, too, because when you go from 14 to 18, you change a lot. And then yeah. when you go from 18 to 21, arguably you change even more. Hmm. And so and then hopefully by the time you're 22, 23, 24, you start to figure out the kind of person you want to be. But then yeah. also all along this, you should be trying to grow in virtue and to get rid of vice. And yeah. so and that's our whole life ahead of us is trying to grow in uh, become better versions of ourselves. <laughs> Matthew Kelly isn't Scottish. Matthew, <laughs> we've got to become better versions of ourselves. That was more Australian. I don't know doing? any sort of what accent. Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we've got to become better versions of ourselves. That's it. That was yeah, Matthew. That Kelly. was Matthew Kelly. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Russian. Don't, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. I do you so, because I, I kind of went off the rails <laughs> you kinda, there at you the end. Lost it. I got no. Lost. So I think I think it's just it was a common it was a common thing when you were in high school, especially as a Catholic, to be like, don't date someone, hoping to like make them better. Um, that's true because we have thought you heard that of we the song so marry the man today it's no from guys and dolls no the the um it's a song that says you can't you can't make alterations on a dress you haven't bought you can't squeeze the melon until you brought the melon home what <laughs> it's you can't you can't squeeze a melon in a grocery store to test the ripeness of the melon you have to wait till you get home and then you can see if it works and so the, what do the you mean if the, the melon song, works how do i the know melon, if the melon is ripe enough how do i know if this melon will melon <laughs> excuse me ma'am my but melon, the, my the, melon the main, seems the main to be character Adelaide is like marrying this guy and she wants yeah. she's like she's marrying I can't, a melon. I, she's marrying a melon. She's marrying a gangster. Mm -hmm. And but like a 40s gangster, you know, a cool guy. Yeah. And um one that really like, likes Folgers. Yeah. She's like I don't know if I should marry him, but I probably should and then I can work on him. Like I can't fix him until we get married. And it's like a really mm. funny song cuz it's like yeah, no that's obviously not how it works, but right. um a lot of people well, I think I think a lot of dating talks back in our day were like that like don't date a jerk because you think he's gonna be he's gonna be different when it, you get married he's not and so like a lot of us took that to heart and be like this is the only dating advice this is the best dating advice it's it's not the only <laughs> dating advice you know what the best dating advice is don't yeah. <laughs> that's what i tell all my kids i told my kids on the second day of youth group if i find out any of you guys are dating you're kicked out <laughs> <laughs> And then one of my kids asked another one of my kids the homecoming, and I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet. That, I ship it." Yeah, that kind of counts. I, I think said that on the it's kind of crazy um, because when it comes to dating, there's so many factors, you know, that go into it. Health health insurance companies give out birth control for free, you know, mm -hmm. and I think and and that's that's pretty tough for women to be in that situation, you know. 
But I think for guys, what we should do is we should freely be willing to go up to dudes and just punch them right in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say balls on the podcast? Can we say balls? Can we say punch? We <laughs> is it? Am I inciting violence right now? All I'm saying is that there's got to be got to be a way where we can really reduce that the the dating desire and i think uh, bodily harm is the way to go i think i think that's the only way that we can finally get this whole population thing under control the only way to get the population under control is to start beating teenagers up <laughs> Here's the thing. You, you know you know how it works you know how it works when yeah. you like you do like shock therapy where like when someone sees something they associate with like i don't know you tase them dog you just tase them that's what we do with teenagers whenever they start thinking about sex which is all the, all time. the time we beat them up so we just beat them up all the time uh-huh. then they'll start equating sex with getting beaten up and Wait. that'll be healthy <laughs> there's, there's really no solution there's no solution. We have to quarantine boys and girls the until they solution, turn 25. The only solution is wait until there's a, an extinction event, and then we're all like in space orbiting the Earth. Then we send 100 teenagers down oh. to Earth by themselves. And a like camera the TV crew. show 100. And a what? And a camera crew to record And a camera it. crew. <laughs> and beam it back up to us so we can watch them just <laughs> kill each other. Oh, man. You ever seen the 100? I've not seen the 100. I think my mom watched it briefly, and I said, yeah. Mom, what's that? She said the 100, and I said, ooh, and then I, I got some Cheez-Its, and then I went upstairs. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I should have stuck around and watched it with you. I feel Then you bad. would understand my reference. Well, I get it. Like I knew about the show, but I hadn't ever seen it. You haven't seen that show? It's a good show. That's sad. It is sad. You know what else is sad? <laughs> bang, bang, boom, bat. Tweets that made me sad. Ka-chow! The internet is too positive. Tweets that made me sad is a segment where Patrick gets sad, and I. <laughs> <laughs> tweets that made me sad. Welcome to the segment where Patrick, where Ethan just reads tweets at Patrick to make him sadder and sadder. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the segment every week where I really get to force emotions onto somebody. Patrick, oh man, do you have a tweet that made you sad? I do. So, uh, someone, oh my gosh, who tweeted this? At J Arthur Bloom. Oh, who is what uh, a name someone um he's verified and we're not so uh and his picture is nick offerman so he's obviously not mm, anyway. he is an intellectual he posted a picture of uh of a scientific of a, something from atheistcreationist.org. ah so i don't know how you're both how you can be both but anyway Someone from Scientific Raelian, which is a UFO religion, mm. uh, po- tweeted, or sorry, didn't tweet. They posted a quote unquote study where they said DNA analysis of consecrated sacramental bread refutes Catholic transubstantiation claim. So, first of all, we're not talking about this. I want to talk about a specific line in the abstract of this quote unquote scientific study, but um, okay, uh, DNA analysis of sacramental bread, whatever you want to call it according to Catholic theology of transubstantiation would still show up as bread. The pure, all appearances, all physical appearances, it's bread, but it's substance has changed. That's why it's called transubstantiation. Right. DNA is an accident, not a substance. <gasps> right. So it would not change. So th- regardless of what this study would do with the stolen Eucharist that yeah, they that's found I mean. somehow, first of all, found. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that they got a hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank goodness they didn't throw it into the river. Yeah, really. <laughs> I threw I threw statues in the river for clout. Um, the next Jake Paul is from at, is from Italy. Um, <laughs> so one one of these one of the lines in this abstract, uh, they introduced this study. Why they did this? Religious institutions such as the Catholic Church. This is a quote: exert enormous influence on the life of large numbers of individuals. This is a really good sentence. Yeah. Despite professing fantastical claims that are seldom questioned or challenged. Now, I would like to refer you all back to the first century where these things were very seldom challenged, right? Like, <laughs> I just think I, I, I saw yeah, that. Do you remember all the line. times when the Romans killed Christians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's never been a time where Christians have been utterly persecuted for 300 years and the first 50 popes were brutally murdered along with all of the apostles and a bunch of women who wouldn't have sex with Roman emperors. Yeah, that never happened. It did happen. It That's did happen. Spoiler. I don't know. That is So we. I, I wanted to bring this up because it's something that I see a lot. Yes. Where 
we mod because we are all modernists, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not you want to be called one, we are modernists. And in in the modern period, their their boogeyman was the medieval period, of right? Course. They were like the dark ages. They're like no, that's why it's called the Enlightenment because it's not the dark ages anymore. And every everything everything was like, oh, we're not like we were back in like the medieval times when there was like superstition and alchemy and all of this stuff. No, no, no. Uh-huh. We're like we're reasonable. We're like really focused on yeah. We have now, right? we have tarot cards. <laughs> and so in this, the 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 uh, the Enlightenment fathers, you could say, they ushered in this idea of the medieval period as being this like this theocracy dominated by religion right and so when we think of religion in the past that's what we think of but that was only 500 years ago that was only like 800 years ago you know like that that wasn't even that long ago compared to the length of the history of the church right Right. and so when we think of the church historically that's why i just get i just i just find it silly when people talk about all religions especially christianity as being like these imposing forces that have always no matter what exerted power over others because religious beliefs, especially Christianity, they always started small, mm-hmm. you know, and they were always persecuted when they first started. So, like, religions that remember that, remember that persecution, especially Catholicism, we remember that persecution. It Do doesn't remember. Do you remember? The first 300 years of Christianity. <laughs> or, like, even now, you know? Yeah. Like, our beliefs are seldom questioned or challenged. What do you call this? It just, it's just, it's funny. It's just funny to me that websites like this and people like this think of themselves as like the one lone voice crying out in the wilderness, yes. you know? Thank goodness <laughs> I alone am here to stand up against Christianity. I am the first person ever to yeah. think, maybe this isn't real. <laughs> no, so anyway, that's you're not. There were literally people who existed when Jesus was alive. That was like, I don't think this is real. And, and then they killed him. So like <laughs> you're, you're 2000, 2000 years too late, dog. Yeah, they just they they weren't questioning his beliefs. They were just like, we kind of like killing. <laughs> I <We're> just, just <laughs> I'm thirsty for some murdering. <laughs> My tummy has a rumblies that only hands can satisfy. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's from that's from the llamas with hats video. I've Remember? never seen I've never seen any. You've videos. never seen llamas with hats. I don't have YouTube. I don't have a laptop. <laughs> I don't have a subscription. The only way I, I watch TikTok compilations, I get them beamed directly to my mind <laughs> from. Uh, 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 YouTube. Do you have a tweet that made you say? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was funny. This was I actually saw this uh, as a retweet from our friend of the show. Well, just not even friend of the show. I don't know if he's ever listened. Uh, good tweet, man. Uh, I would consider him a friend. I would I would reach out to him if I was in his city. Yeah. Uh, and and say That's hello. Good. But he's an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. And he saw this post and he said, "This is why I hate my job sometimes." <laughs> It's from at PC Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh Law, and it says, like your girlfriend more than you like your wife? Call Kavanaugh Law and let's get started on your divorce. Uh, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like, are we just at the point where we're just saying, yeah, divorce is good. It's real good. Divorce is real good all the time. Also, cheating. You remember when we used to have the show Cheaters? No. You never watched Cheaters? No. I would watch Cheaters when my parents weren't home. <laughs> <laughs> it was a show about this man, this creepy man who would, it was all fake. It was all staged. But yeah, 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 I bet. Somebody would reach out and they'd be like, hey, I think my wife is cheating on me. And so the guy would follow the wife around or follow the husband around and they would set up cameras and they like blurred, blurred it out for TV. But then they would go back and they would show it to the to the person who's investigating and they'd say, he would this man who would host the show would sit next to this person and they would have to watch this video. <laughs> and, and he would always, every time, as soon as things started to get a little hot and heavy, he would say, no need to explain what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, even if it is fake, you know what it's that is. still That's very a sex. uncomfortable. You've all seen you, that You know before. what's going on there. But uh, we've gone from having shows catching cheaters and decrying them, even if it is fake, to mm-hmm. saying, hey, do you need a divorce? Come on down. We're se- there. Discount this week. Discount divorce. <laughs> I got three divorces for the price of one. Like we can all. I feel like yes. Obviously, people are going to say, but what about when the spouse is abusive? Sure, separate. Don't 
<laughs> There's something very casually said, but yeah, no, I understand what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I, I didn't mean to casually talk about abuse. Spousal abuse. like Spousal that. <laughs> abuse, but that's like a real thing. Yeah, in, I, no, it's definitely true. In the te- context that this tweet is talking about of, I like someone else more than I like my spouse, mm-hmm. can't, can't we all agree that that's just a bad idea to do that? <laughs> like, can that's we, just a terrible thing? Can't we disagree that, like, that's a horrible reason to, like, ruin your, your spouse's and your children's life? Like, yeah. can we disagree that that's just a really bad thing to do? Hmm. I feel... No, no fault divorce is just a really strange phenomenon. Yes. You know? It's just this weird... We we kind of decided as a society, but because we live in one, you know... Yeah. What We'll pick and choose what we think is good and what we think is bad on any given day, you know? Mm-hmm. And on some days, it's like, ah, divorce is good. And some days, people will say... Oh wow! Look at this! Look at these! This couple who's been married for ninety-seven years. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that impressive? Yeah, that is strange because it's like, it, yeah, and, and it's and a lot of times it's it's framed as this like, oh, it's you're they're so like I wish I had love like that. Like yeah. I wish I had love like that. And look at and this then, couple who got married after being in love but being separated for eighty years. Ah, oh, wow! <laughs> isn't that amazing? Also, get divorced and marry your girlfriend. And, 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 but, but when, when you ask, uh, when you ask a couple that's been married for that long, mm-hmm. what's the secret to a long and happy life? Together? And then the guy says, the wife is always right. And everyone's like, ha <laughs> no, no, they, that's funny. Like, they'll say stuff like forgive and forgive often, or like that always say, I love you or like do random th- And like, those things are hard. Don't get married to another woman. Secret to success. <laughs> What's the secret to staying together a long time? Don't get divorced. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no, Ma- I just. I Mama, that... Grandma, Peepum. How do. Hey, Grandma and Peepum. How did you stay together for so very long? <laughs> hey, Gru Gru and Peepoo. <laughs> hey, Gru Gru and Peep. Gru Gru and Popo. Gru. <laughs> I, just call my, I just call my grandparents Pat and Anna. Really? <laughs> no. I, I don't do that. Gruger and Peepum, how do you? How did you do everything that you did? That well, obviously Gruger and Peepum, they stay together because they love each other. Yeah, and they were willing to sacrifice. That's the thing. It's all at the root of people not being willing to sacrifice anything. Yeah, and like there's not just anything, but like, yeah, I don't know. I've never been in a situation where I felt like divorce was imminent for me, uh, because yeah. I don't. I don't know, Ethan. You have a wife. Have you and your wife? Ever since, ever, ever since thought of tough Irma was born. Ever since Irma was born, <laughs> we've been on we've been on ice. <laughs> we've been on. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a horse pun. She was really. She's. I've been ever. She's since really Irma chomping was born, at the I've been bit. Chomping at the bit to leave. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> We're coming. There it is. Same Not time. everything is. There's been a little too little too too little carrot too much stick. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Um, carrot and stick. Carrot when, and stick. Carrot and stick, you sure. think carrot's a good thing? Yeah, of course. Anyway. Hey, I You Me Me Us Together. <laughs> the podcast. The podcast. The people. The memes. Um The boys. The ma- the mailbag. The monthly mailbag. <laughs> the mailbag. <laughs> sure. Do you have any good do you have any good questions from your Instagram? I have, I think, one. Phoebe Phoebe texted me saying I submitted a question, which means I we need to talk. It's actually a pretty good question. Um, I love the variety in questions that I'm getting. I'm getting questions about just how tall am I, the proper form of government. Um, I got an electrical engineering question. I really need to know how to solve for Arthevidin in a circuit with a dependent source. Help. Buddy, I'm sure there's an equation for that. Don't go go <laughs> look it up. I the only thing that I knew how to do in school was use equations. Um, what celebrity has the same nose as you? I don't know what celebrity has the biggest nose. Andy Samberg. Is it? Let's see Andy Samberg's nose. <laughs> do a side by side with old Ethan. Andy Samberg. His nose droops a lot more, I think. That's fair. Yeah. This one's from at Tom Dog. And it's at wider. Tom, at Tom Dog says, Sure. What are some good ways to live a good Christian life? Don't get a divorce. Don't no, get a divorce. <laughs> Don't sin. Stick Don't with Gru Gru. Stick with Gru Gru. Don't leave Gru Gru. 
Stick with Gruguru. Don't leave Gruguru. Um, you can read part three of the catechism to know more about that. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, pray every day. The good Christian life. The good Christian life is outlined by the Beatitudes. So just live a life of beatitude because by the the catechism of the Catholic Church says that the beatitudes are the way that we participate in divine life. We are being, we are made partakers of the divine nature. So that's how you live a good Christian life. You partake in the divine nature. All right, cool. Good job, Patrick. Next question. Thank you. Next question. This one's kind of this one's from do you know Edmund Mitchell? No. At Edmund Mitchell, hoster of the show. Hoster and uh, poster. Uh, hoster and poster. How would you convince Elon Musk that we do not, in fact, live in a simulation? I would punch him in the balls and say, does that feel simulated? <laughs> That's exactly what I used. I used that when I was talking about uh, Cartesian dualism to my kids. Ah, yes. They loved it. I was recently told that I need to stop using big words at youth group. Uh-huh. But I told, I, I told that person right there, I was like, listen, bring a dictionary. I don't care. To keep up. <laughs> Cartesian, like Cartesian dualism is interesting because there's none of them left. There's nobody left who's a Cartesian. There's a few people. Who? They're all, they work at colleges, though. They're not, oh, like, people in the gosh. world. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> just punch them in the face. Be like, I asked one of my kids, I was like, if I slapped you in the face, would it hurt? And he's like, uh, yeah. But what if like, it's just programmed to hurt? What if? What if I, what did you, what, what, how do you know? How do you know it's going to hurt? I'm just going to do it right now. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good joke. Um, okay. This is from Mags. I got all the good ones. You do have, I don't have anything good. This one's from at Mags Hoffman. What do you guys think are indications that girls like them? When you flip your hair. Yeah. I said <laughs> laugh and touch his arm. Ha ha ha. Touch arm. That's yes. what you do. Anytime a girl initiates contact, whether it's a hug, a high five, Maybe not a high five, but <laughs> a, a, a slight glance, a, uh, um, a, a quick glance from across the room, whether eye contact was made or holding not. a stare. Um, no, I will say the one point prior to our relationship that I knew Phoebe liked me was when she put her head on my shoulder. Mm. That's a, that, that, that was a out changer. of the park. That was like out of the park. I knew, but that's when a girl, a, that's a when a girl texts me and she says, Hey, I listened to every episode of your podcast. Are you free this weekend? It's a pretty good inclination <laughs> that either she's a cop. Or she's in the <laughs> Or both. Or hey. Um <laughs> one of my kids text one of my kids responded to the question, Are you going on the fall retreat? Yes, I am, Julian, and you should too. Bingo. Bingo. That's Adam bingo. Boyle text Adam Boyle responded. Talk about how how much prayer is too much prayer. How much prayer is too much prayer, Ethan? There's no such thing. Um, you can spend, obviously, depending on your state in life, you can't spend too much time separated from your tasks that you are have been assigned. Like if you're a parent and you go to the chapel all day instead of feeding your kid, obviously that's yeah. too much prayer. Um, but prayer is not sitting down and being in a chapel and reading the Bible. Prayer is being in relationship with God and having conversation with God and doing things for the love of God all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you can pray all day. Without explicitly yeah. sitting down and saying, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Here I go. God, <laughs> I want this and this and this. And also, what about this? And blah, 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 blah. Right? You can. You don't even have to be thinking explicitly about God in the moment, and you can be praying because you're doing something for love of him. And that is the real heart of prayer. Um, is, is, <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> is, is being in relation with him all the time. So... That's what I would say is that you can't pray too much, but you can abandon your responsibilities. Uh, yeah, like because you a, think that you're praying a lot. Yeah, it's there's there's a horror story that was told. Um, someone from Franciscan knew this couple when uh, this guy was so committed to going to daily mass that when they had their first kid, he wasn't there for the birth because he went to daily mass. No, yeah. okay, see. I know we did a podcast about going to daily mass as often as you can, but come on. But remember, we specifically said if you don't have kids or a wife, like if you're just a single person who lives alone and has a car and can go to mass whenever you want, you, you should, should go. go to mass. <laughs> but if you, to mass. if you have a wife or a girlfriend and she's giving birth, you should either get a divorce or go to the birth. 
<laughs> Pick one. And you remember what we talked about remember earlier? What we just talked about. That's not an option. Only one option. Um. So Phoebe responded. Uh, talk about Catholics and minorities. How do we? How do we do ministering to them? Like, how are mm. we at ministering to them? Um. So, Phoebe's a social work major, and oftentimes at Franciscan, when the social worker, social work majors talk about, they talk about minority. Uh, income disparity, social disparity, and all that stuff. And so she and I have a lot of good conversations about um, about like racial inequality in our country. And um, sometimes when I think of that, it leads to a discussion about racial inequality in the church. Um, for instance, I don't know if you've noticed that Focus has been doing more Spanish songs at SLS conferences. Oh, absolutely. I've noticed. Yeah. Did you know that Life Teen has a Spanish enculturation, Hispanic enculturation section in all of their life nights? Yes. Yeah. So it's like those things are relatively recent because we realized there was a whole quarter of the population. That whole we lot of stuff reaching. for white people. Yeah. Not a lot for anything else. Not a lot of stuff for anything else. And I think, I think that in terms of ministry, we the top the top places to get formal training in ministry uh-huh they are in suburban areas and they're for suburban areas mm. right and so that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like we're we're just consciously not gonna talk to to colored people like no none of those none of those please people. don't say colored people on the podcast <laughs> that is that is really not a good <laughs> you should know that I was saying it ironically. Do you want to cut it out so I can say people of color and switch the words instead? No, I just do you are you being serious that you don't know that colored people is like worse? Like really, Yeah, I really do, bad? I do. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cut it out. Okay. <laughs> just because I don't even want to play with that fire. <laughs> we're it's it's not it's not that people are consciously saying like, Oh, we're not we don't wanna we don't wanna administer to people of color. We don't want to minister to minorities. No, it's just that there are certain legal, like outside of the church, there's already income disparity and like, and like racial disparity. And so in those areas, there aren't a lot of minority representation and that's not our fault, but we do have to do something about it. Like it isn't our fault, but it's our responsibility to do something about it. And so I think that like, at Franciscan, I mean, it's the whitest place ever. Like, it's really it, it, even even though it's in a in a in a community that's not very white, it's like one of the whitest schools ever. But I don't I don't think that up until recently we've been. Maybe I'm not the right person to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't ever have anything to say about this. Not because I don't have opinions, but because I think there's lots of people who say it much better than me. Yeah, and it's usually people who've been affected by it instead of me who's had anything and everything ministry wise laid out in front of him his whole life yeah Um, suburban parish who could go to conferences and go to retreats and had things that were specifically catered to a guy like me yeah do you want to start this question over again no okay (laughs) i think we just we we'd be honest we leave it as it is it's like we don't really know but we can we see that there are good things happening with life teen and focus and and other apostolates and that's good yeah and we should support those things yeah, I think I think that as a group, the church is realizing slowly that we're not ministering correctly. Because that's the other thing is that Spanish ministry, Spanish speaking ministry, and English speaking ministry should work together because they have the same mission. And so, like keeping them apart is not only like kind of weird, but also stupid. You know. Yes. I agree. We should talk to Gomer about this. We are many parts. I'm upset. We are (laughs) all one body. And the tweets we have, we are given to share. (laughs) All right. Hey, guess what I just got? What did you just got? An email. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah? It's, It's from, it says here, why the long face at gluefactory.org. <laughs> very interesting handle. Um, yeah. Oh, look, it's from Famous Racehorse Secretariat. I'm so excited. Secretariat <laughs> has just sent us an email saying, hey, I was kind of dead and I listened to 
your podcast and I saw <laughs> that you had talked about horse races and boy howdy I am the horse to end mm-hmm. all horses um believe it or not I was the first triple crown winner in 25 years in 1973 and I want you guys to get verified on twitter.com <laughs> you you know secretariat right you're aware yeah, I of do. secretariat mm-hmm. exclusively from bojack but yeah Oh yeah, but not. I mean, listen. He, I mean, everybody knows that he won the Belmont Stakes by thirty-one lengths, which is one of the greatest races of all time. Uh huh. Um, he has the nickname Big Red, you know. So we's, we're just happy to have Big Red uh, in the mix. Ah, he's a great colt horse, you know, mm-hmm. a big big colt guy. Um, he's he I'm won a million dollars in his whole life. Wow, that's a rich horse. It's a very rich horse. What did Secretary? What did you spend your money on? Please, 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 please. Do <laughs> Just not a say. ton of sugar cubes. Yes, don't say Just sugar cubes. Just a ton of sugar cubes. <laughs> he went. He was gonna go to Disney World, but he walked in and saw the carousel and was horrified. Was just just taken aback. You know what the most interesting thing about these? Because it's horses that are stabbed through with metal sp- spikes. Did you not? Was that not funny? I thought it was really <laughs> Sorry, funny. Sorry, I missed it completely. He, I said he went to Disney World, but then he saw the carousel and was horrified. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. of the, because of the horses. Horses stabbed yes, with stabbed gone. through. Okay, got it. I was thinking more of just he didn't like the music. <laughs> The crazy thing is, is that horses, when they're successful racehorses, they're 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 if they aren't killed because they break their legs, which would be hilarious, they are made into studs and used for their offspring, which is yeah. not as funny, but very interesting. So you kind of have these famous bloodlines of horses that mm-hmm. people really will bet on, you know, because they're. It's kind of like uh, when Michael Jordan's son came into the league. Yeah. But he but he didn't play well at all. You know? <laughs> and all this hype about LeBron's kid coming in in a couple years. Who knows, right? He might be the next Secretariat. He might be uh, the next Michael Jordan's son, which is crazy because we don't know his name. He might be the next Michael B. Jordan. Michael, ooh, I would like I would like that uh, for Michael B. Jordan. We do love we do love Secretariat, Patrick. If you, I feel like you aren't very excited about Secretariat joining the the. I just I'm sorry. This is the first time that I've never heard of one of. I uh, thanks. I guess you've man. never heard of him. No, I mean you didn't I know that he's one of the most famous earlier, but... <laughs> racehorses of all time. Yeah, I mean I I didn't know he was real. You thought it was made up. Yeah, sorry, buddy. That's really disappointing. Up. I thought this would have this 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 uh, bit would have more, longer legs. You know, <laughs> like Secretariat's legs. <laughs> I mean, which were checks notes ten hands high. <laughs> listen, it was it was bound to happen eventually. I mean, you can't you can't keep track of every celebrity. I guess thanks for thanks for supporting us, buddy. But I I'll read out. I'll, I didn't I don't know. Didn't read the book. Didn't see the movie. You know, that's there was a book and a movie, wasn't there? <laughs> there was uh, his height. He's sixteen and three fourths hands tall. What does that mean? 64.75 inches, which is – how tall is that? That's shorter than me. Step your game up, Secretary. Well, his height – his withers. His withers? I don't know where his withers are. Whither for aren't they? Maybe that's It's the his... ridge between the shoulder blades. Oh, never mind. So, so like his, horse... his head is probably another foot and a half taller than his withers. <laughs> Well, whether or, whether or not you support the <laughs> Verify 2020, we know that Secretariat is on board. Thank you so much, Secretariat. Yeah, You're a great I'm surprised horse. that you were able to do that without sur- any thumbs. Thank, thank goodness for you were able to send an email. There was probably a giant keyboard that you could use your hooves <laughs> on out there. It's in just the, uh, really hard to get out there to in the... that glue factory. I was actually in, in the, the town that Secretariat was buried in um, this weekend in Paris, okay. Kentucky. I oh, wow. almost I was this close to going to his grave for the meme. That's such a strange grave. It'd be a big grave. It'd be a huge grave. Many yeah. <laughs> many withers wide. He may be six withers under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you on that one. Thank you. Listen, I've got to get going. I've got the rest of my day to attack. And I know that you also have a job, and we should get back I to do. it. I do. Yeah, we should get back to the old grind. Get back know? to the old grind. Uh, if you like this podcast, I would love, love, love it if you shared it with a friend. 
if you told somebody about all the laughs, the goofs, the gags that you had when we talked about beating up teenagers and uh, punching people. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very violent episode. I might have to cut some stuff yeah, out. It really was. But uh, go ahead, share it. Follow us on on Twitter at the Crunchcast. I'm at Ropostle. Patrick hates Twitter now, so he doesn't really tweet anymore. Except for from the Crunchcast. I'm losing account. followers. It's okay. We I'm all decaying. Are. At least you aren't getting canceled for tweeting that Harry Potter is Gnostic. <laughs> Not that that happened to me. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, Ethan Stevie, Patrick Nevy, III, where we sometimes get questions from today only. Um, you can send us emails, Ethan at the Crunchcast.com, Patrick at the Crunchcast.com, info at the Crunchcast.com. If you have a hot take from your old social media that you want to share, you have a tweet that made you sad, or if you just want to talk and you got a question, you want us to talk about it, you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the crunch, which we love. We love to to get paid for doing this. And if you don't want to pay us, that's fine. But if you do, sick. That's great. Welcome to the party. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? I'm just glad that like Secretariat, this podcast came full circle. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you all next week. Yeah.